Testing, testing. Hi everyone, this is Farron, the host of We Came From The 80s, the podcast where we talk about movies we thought were cool. Uh, this isn't a movie episode, this is a little bit of bonus content. Uh, I'd had some questions from friends about how this podcast is made, and I thought it would be interesting to explain that. So, first things first, I'm not going to edit this. Whatever you hear, you hear. As I check things, if I lose my train of thought and I have to go over something again, you're going to hear it all, and that's actually part of the lesson, so to speak. Uh, Because this is a heavily edited podcast, most podcasts are, so I want you to hear what it sounds like when there's no editing. Uh, Just so you know, this is going to be a little long, and I'm going to go into some granular detail. I got the idea to do this, A, because I had some friends who, who asked, Um, but also because The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, which is a podcast that I listen to, I've been listening to for 10 years now, uh, they did a a live show on Facebook, and one of the questions they were asked is, how do you do your podcast, The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe? And Dr. Stephen Novella, the host, took them through in in fairly granular detail the entire week's process of how he does it. So I thought, you know, why shouldn't I do that? Um, And as I said, I'm not editing this, we're just going to, you know, you'll hear it as it comes out. So uh, the question I often get is, so why am I doing this podcast at all? And this happened, uh, actually it was a, a year ago today that I came up with the title and the, uh, the image you see on the podcast. So it was about two weeks ago, one year ago, that I decided to do this. Uh, I was going through my, my movie library list. I just keep a, like a Word document and I realized I've got like 100 80s movies on it. And I joked on Facebook, I said, if I ever decided to do a podcast about 80s movies, I, I could do, you know, like 100 episodes before I'd even have to look outside of my own, uh, my own collection. And Raimi immediately responded, hey, I would do that with you. Thought, okay, cool. We brought on someone else named Greg. He ended up being, you know, too busy, but, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, Raimi and I did Top Gun, Taps, and Commando, and then we brought on Heather when Greg formally dropped out. And that's sort of how this podcast came to be. Hmm. Okay, so I guess first we'll talk about how I choose a film. First and foremost, does the film allow for a good discussion? Uh, the film can be totally awesome, and I can love it, and Ramey and Heather can love it, or whoever, if I, have a, you know, if I have a guest host, like I've had Tiffany on, you know, we may all love it, but if we're not going to get a good discussion out of it, there's nothing to listen to. So a good example would be Airplane. I adore Airplane. It's the funniest movie I've ever seen. It doesn't mean there isn't a funnier one out there, but I've seen a lot of films. I've never found one as funny. Um, And Raimi loves it and Heather loves it. But what do you talk about? Like, the movie is really just a series of skits. I mean, there's a plot, but there's no characterization beyond two-dimensional. It's it's a bunch of silly skits, is what you expect from the guys from the Kentucky Fried Theater Group, which is the people who made this movie. So it doesn't... It doesn't work for a podcast, so you know we couldn't do that one. I also look at genre. Uh, I don't want this to be the nerd cast. I mean, I'm a I'm a complete nerd. I'm a geek. So is Heather. Rainy is kind of as well. Um, but I didn't want it to be all like sci-fi, fantasy, and horror. I want drama. I would like comedy at some point. Uh, I don't think we'll ever do a romance. I can't think of a good love story that came out of the '80s. But you know, it's got to be something. You know, I want I want a diversity. Um, and also, frankly, uh, speaker preference. It's got a movie. Got to be a movie I like. It's got to be a movie Heather and Raimi like. Um, I have made some missteps. As an example, uh, uh, turns out Heather doesn't like horror movies. Probably shouldn't have had her on for Poltergeist. They maybe should have found someone else 
for that one podcast. Uh, another example is Princess Bride, not my favorite film. Um, and probably I should have let Heather and uh, we should have, you know, I should have waited for Ramy to be available and let Heather and Ramy sort of have the discussion and me in the background, uh, you know, live and learn. Uh, other reasons I might choose a film example, uh, in terms of clue, a friend of mine uh, named Tiffany said she'd love to do an episode. And I said, well, what do you want to do? And she said, let's do a movie that bombed at the time, but has been later regarded as a good film. And I thought, well, cool. Clue's one of my favorite movies. Let's do that. Um, another factor when I choose a film is a balance uh, with the other film we're recording that day. We record, every recording session is two movies. Um, <laughs> a year ago when Ramey and Greg and I talked about this, I said, yeah, we'll do four movies in a day. Sure, no problem, you know drink some Red Bull and we'll be good. Well, that didn't happen. And the first time we did a recording session ever, which is just Ramey and I, we did three movies and I did the same with Heather. We did three movies. And by the third movie, we were exhausted. Uh, so we're down to two movies in a day and I want them to balance. I don't want two, you know, machine gun action films or two horror films or two, you know, two lighthearted films because then we're, we're going to wind up repeating things we've seen you know what's funny in one film what's funny in another we might be talking about the same thing and the idea is it's sort of like between uh you know in a big meal between uh service uh servings uh in italy in some places they'll give you like vanilla ice cream it's not meant as a dessert it's meant to clear the palate so here we'll find like a you know a comedy and then a drama or an action film and then one that's a little more subtle because it sort of clears the palate allows you to come at the movie fresh uh, length is obviously an issue uh, I managed to convince my co-hosts to do one of my very favorite films, Amadeus, which is based on the play by Peter Schaefer. It's about Mozart. That's a three-hour film. We're not then going to do Dune, which is also three hours. So if I'm going to do a three-hour film, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll couple it with a you know, one-and-a-half-hour film. Uh, and themes are a big deal. Sometimes I like a theme to flow through, which, you know, maybe is the opposite of what I just said, with not having to comedies together but as an example we're going to do ferris bueller's day off and glory and the theme between the two of them is actually just the uh the star which is matthew broderick you know ferris bueller is a a comedy but at times serious glory is definitely a serious film uh they were you know performances by this this excellent actor only a few years apart and yet they couldn't be more different you know ferris bueller is about a, a high school student high school uh, grade 12 student or as the americans would say a senior and Glory, of course, is about, you know, Robert Gould Shaw, a colonel in this U.S. Civil War. <clears throat> so once I've chosen the films, um, I get in and I do some research. I have a template. It's just a Word document that I fill in for every film. And I start by going to the Internet Movie Database, imdb.com. And I get, you know, the little details like the release date, the director, the writers, the stars, uh, I will often say, well, you know, this director's also done this, or this writer also did this, you know, that sort of thing. The stars, you know, I don't think I have to say, you know, Harrison Ford, who also starred in, you know, you guys know that. Uh, then I watch the, the film, you know, obviously. I watch it in advance, uh, either DVD or Netflix or, you know, wherever I find it. Um, my co-hosts, when we watch it on the day of recording, this will be the first time they've seen it in years, and in a few cases, it's the first time they've ever seen it. But I have to watch it in advance because I don't want to be sitting with them uh, you know, having arranged the time and go, oh, crap, this movie sucks. We're not going to have anything to talk about. I need to know in advance that, you know, this is going to work. So I watch in advance. Also, I've got like 20 other things on my mind 
on the day of recording. So, you know, I watch it in advance. I try to take notes of anything I want to be sure to bring up uh, or to point out to them as we're watching, because we do talk as we watch. Um, I look up details of anything I need to, like production notes or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, anything that I think I'm going to want to talk about, I look up. Uh, I, I'm sure it's going to happen. I'm sure it has happened that I've made an error while talking on the podcast. You know, but I try to get my facts straight. Um, I may watch other films for comparison, um, depending on what I want to talk about. Like, as a good example, uh, we're ramping up for season two. And the first two movies we're going to do on the, on the first day of recording um, is Superman 2, the Christopher Reeve film. And we're going to do your The Hunter from the Future. Well, for Superman 2, I decided to watch every depiction of Superman in a movie or television show. Uh, though I wound up missing the appearance of Superman in the TV, C- TV series Supergirl. Oh, well. So here's what I prepared for Superman 2. I watched the first episode of The Adventures of Superman with George Reeve in the 1950s. That was half an hour. I watched Superman 1, 2, 3, and 4, the Christopher Reeve films. I watched Superman Returns, which is essentially Superman 5, but with different actors. I watched, unfortunately, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Justice League, uh, which you'll find out in the Superman 2 episode I really didn't like. I also watched the pilots for Smallville, and ugh, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, though I admit I couldn't get through Lois and Clark. It's just awful. Um, yeah, and so all that prep you know, happens in advance. I always make sure I have a digital copy on a flash drive of the movies we're watching so that if the, you know, the DVD player blows up or the, the disc is scratched or whatever, if nothing else, I can just plug that into my laptop and we can sit around and watch. Right? So on the day of... Um, I guess I should. I suppose I should talk about uh, the equipment I use, if anyone cares. So so far, all of the you know all the recording has been done in my sort of my nerd cave. But I can pack everything up because I use a laptop. Uh, but for the microphones, I use an Archer USB Studio condenser microphone. I got them off Amazon for like thirty bucks each. Uh, the funny thing is, is that you know, after the fact, I went onto YouTube and found a review, and they didn't like it. I actually think it's a pretty good uh, a pretty good microphone. It's not amazing. But as you can hear, it does the job. And, you know, like the 30 bucks. Um, I got pop filters. That's the thing you see between the microphone and the speaker. Frankly, you could make these yourself out of a pair of nylons and one of the circles that uh, needlepoint uh, people use. Um, but you know, whatever, for 10 bucks, I got a pop filter. And I use a, an iron stand uh, because the microphone itself comes with this dinky little plastic tripod, which doesn't really work. And it, yeah, so we got these bases and they're like 10 bucks each. Um, for software, I use something called Voice Meter, M-E-E-T-E-R, Voice Meter Banana, which is a silly name, but really it's just Voice Meter Pro. And what it does is it allows three different USB mics to work as an input. And instead of, and then I use Audacity for the actual recording. But the idea with Audacity, um, at least the way I have figured out how to use this wonderful and, by the way, free program, um, and so is Voice Meter Banana, by the way, um, the voice meter takes all three USB channels, so all three um, USB microphones, and creates a voice meter channel, which is what Audacity records. I suppose if I were more clever, I would have a different track for every speaker, but this has worked for nine episodes. I know with Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, as an example, because they do it over Skype, 
because there's like four of them are in New England and Cara Santa Maria is out in Los Angeles. They just do it over Skype. They all record their own tracks and then Steve Novella integrates them all, but I'm not being that complex. I don't have to be because we, we do this live. That's sort of the rule. We don't do this over Skype because we want to feed off each other's energy. It's also, you know, Ramey and Heather are actually old army buddies of mine. We all went through basic training together. Uh, so it's nice to get back together uh, 20 years after that. Oh, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, July of this year is 20 years, uh, 20 years ago we were in basic training together. That's scary. Anyway, uh, so I, you know, if I head over to someone's house, like when we do a recording session in a couple of weeks, I know we're going to Ramey's house. I'll pack all this up, all the cords. I use, a, you know, a USB hub, makes life easier. My laptop, pack all that up and away we go. Um, it fills a nice size gym bag. Um, so when we watch the film, we often talk, we make note of things as we're watching it. Um, if there's something I want them to notice, I'll point it out. But I try not to steer their attention too much. Otherwise, what you're listening to is Farron talking and Heather and Ramey talking about what Farron wants to talk about. And I really don't want that. I want them to have their own opinions. I want them to notice different things. That's kind of the idea. I tend to focus on, you know, story because I'm a writer. I, I'm a published author. Uh, I tend to focus on characterization and dialogue. I'm also, I focus on music and cinematography because I'm a film nerd. Ramey, he's kind of the everyman. He, he focuses it more on sort of a general audience. And Heather, like me, is kind of a nerd. Well, is a nerd. We're both nerds, geeks, all that good stuff. Um, but I let her sort of bring that out. Um, it's also important to have a diversity of voices, that sort of thing. Um, so I don't talk too much to them, but I'll point out, hey, did you notice that? Or, you know, they'll point the same thing out to me. You know, hey, I didn't notice that before. And, you know, one of the neat things about watching these films, like even Raiders of the Lost Ark is a good example. I've probably seen that film 50 times. But when I watched it with them, I saw things that I hadn't even seen three weeks previous when I watched it the first time. Or Clue. I could probably mouth the dialogue along with the movie and yet sitting down and watching it with Tiffany I noticed things I had never noticed before it's for me that's why I like watching movies with other people because I get to see it for the first time again through their eyes it's I don't know it's, it's a psychological thing um, once we finish the movie we take a quick bathroom break and then we record right away we strike while the iron is hot so first I do a test recording to check the levels um, this is because the first three movies we did uh, which was uh, Top Gun, Taps, and then Commando, I screwed up. I didn't have the levels right. And so in Top Gun, Raimi sounded like he was at the bottom of a well, uh, which, by the way, is one of the reasons you never heard the Top Gun episode, because I put a bullet in it. Also, my stutter was wildly out of control, and I just, yeah, I, where was I going with this? Um yeah, I just I couldn't listen to the episode. Even after I'd put it all together, uh, I managed to pare it down from two hours to an hour and a half. I had all sorts of awesome, you know, uh, sound clips, all that good stuff. But I tried, you know, about three or four weeks later, as part of the process, I listened to it again just to make sure it's, you know, good. And 20 minutes in, I couldn't stand listening to myself. So I deleted the episode. Though I'm still kicking myself, I didn't hold on to the sound clips. Because now i got to make them again. But whatever. Um, so once we're sure all the recording levels are good and everyone sounds good, which I suppose I should re rewind a little bit because you're probably saying, hey, there was a lot of clicking from me in Commando and Taps. That's because initially we had, uh, I had said to Greg and, and Ramey, just get 
uh, gaming headsets, and I sent them a link to a really good Turtle Beach headset. Turtle Beach makes really great uh, audio, like uh, you know, headphones and gaming headphones, and I wanted them because they're USB. Uh, and in fact, that's what Raimi used all season. He used a uh, he used a headset, though now he uses the same mic I'm using. But my headset, I'd had it for a few years. Obviously, a kink had had developed somewhere in the wiring, and that's where the clicking is from. Uh, after that, I bought you know this microphone. I loved it so much that I bought another one for Heather, um, and then you know now we have one for Raimi. Uh, Tiffany used Raimi's headset when she did it. But anyway. Once we're sure we sound good, that all the volume levels are good, all that good stuff, I load up, I hit record. And for the first uh, recording of the day especially, I'll often just start a conversation. We'll just talk about whatever. Uh, You may remember the opening little bit of business in Raiders of the Lost Ark where we were joking about my my carpet because Raimi kept spilling shit on it. Um, It's just to relax everyone, warm them up. It's not a gag like yeah they know i'm recording but they didn't ex- they didn't know i was going to use it and i'm not going to make a habit of that this isn't performance it's just whatever you know it's just a chance to warm up relax chill out forget that there's a microphone in front of you which believe it or not is harder than it seems and you know then i say okay here we go and they don't really mentally click that we're doing the podcast until i say you know, hello and welcome to we came from the 80s the podcast where we talk about movies we thought were cool i'm your host farron and today i'm here with and then they're sort of in podcast mode but i try to start off with a few minutes of just chat uh, in the case of raiders of the lost ark my god i think we talked for half an hour before we actually started with hello and welcome um i end up cutting about Mm, anywhere from five to 20 minutes of extraneous stuff out of an episode. Uh, This could be, you know, the banter. It could be something that just goes, some wild tangent that goes off, uh, but that comes later. I try to make a mental note in my head about, yeah, that's going to go, or yeah, we don't need that conversation in there. Um, If I know I've said something that I'm going to edit out later, but there's some nugget in there I want in the podcast, I'll often mention it again later because I know the first instance is going to go away. Once we're done, I export the recording as an MP3 file, and I send it to my Dropbox account. Everything is in the Dropbox account, including the digital um, movie files, un- until we record them. I get rid of them. But just the idea being that if, you know, worse comes to worse, if my laptop exploded, I could run over to Raimi's house, and we could do this off his computer, because I could download all the software and all that good stuff. Um, editing. I wait at least a week after the recording to edit it so it is not fresh in my mind. So that it's sort of the mental cleaning of the palate, sort of the vanilla ice cream of, uh, of my brain. Um, I give it about a week, so I've had a chance to sort of calm myself, and I, I'm not worried. I'm, I don't have something sticking in my head. Oh, i got to get rid of that. i got to get rid of that. You know, that, all that goes away. Anything really important to delete, I've made a note of somewhere. But the whole idea is that the, when I listen to it to edit, which usually happens on a Saturday or Sunday morning because it can take like six hours to do this. I can approach it, you know, fresh. Like I said, it's not it's not foremost in my mind from the recording. All those thoughts and feelings have sort of gone away and I can sort of come at it new. Um, I put a digital movie, uh, sorry, digital version of the movie on my computer and I use that for grabbing clips. I load up Audacity to edit the MP3 file. 
I load up a wonderful program, which is free, called FreeMake Video Converter, which is how I get my sound clips. I've actually paid for it, so I get all the bells and whistles. But that way I can just sort of, let's say I need, you know, I'll be back from the Terminator. Uh, not that we're doing that anytime soon, but if I need that, I can edit that out and save it as an MP3 file and then paste it directly into Audacity, which is really handy. Uh, then I just sort of, you know, once I've got all that set up, I just hit play on Audacity and I listen and I, I delete as I go and... You know, you can hear the you knows and the ums or the stuttering. Uh, I try to get rid of that because I know how frustrating it is listening to someone else's podcast and hearing them say like, 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 or you know, or um. Uh, so the only edit I'm going to make to this podcast here is right now you're going to hear this. Um, the, the uh, you know, 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 it's like... Like, you know, uh, you know, you know, you know, you know, it's like, you know, you know, you know, you know, um, you know, you know, like, um, you know, like, you know, like, you know, you know. Okay. So what that was, uh, was all of the ums and you knows and stutters from just me from a random 10 minute section of, I think it was the Top Gun podcast. All I did was, instead of just deleting the ums and you knows, I put them all into a separate file and saved them. So that is all the ums and you knows spread out over 10 minutes. So that's what, like 20 seconds worth? Yeah. Now you know why I do the editing. Uh, what else? I edit out, like I said, extraneous discussion. If I catch an error, I'll fix it. Uh, one example is in the Clue episode, and I actually didn't catch this. A friend caught it. Uh, thank you, Jordan. Instead of saying Miss Scarlet, I said Miss Peacock, or maybe it was the other way around. And so I had to go find myself saying the right name somewhere else and patch it in. Um, one time we were talking about, in Commando, we were talking, what were Ramey and I talking about? I think it was like Claymore Mines, because he's uh, ex-infantry. I used to be a medic in the Army. Heather, by the way, also was a medic. Um, and we, we said a bunch of stuff about uh, Claymores, which turned out to be just totally inaccurate. So I made it go away. Uh, I'm not desperately worried about being wrong, but if I catch something that's obviously wrong, why wouldn't I delete it? So there it is. Uh, what else? Uh, when it occurs to me to add a sound clip, and I often don't think of them in advance, I just like, hey, you know, I'm going to add that here. I flip over to free make video. I find the clip. I save it as an MP3, and I copy and paste it right into Audacity. I often have to tinker with that clip, usually to make it louder. Um, that's a levels issue. It's, it's just a technical issue. I don't know why, but when I copy and paste something in like that for some reason it always comes out much quieter so you know i'll make it louder uh, by the way audacity is a great program that's even what uh, dr novella uses for skeptics guide to the universe and they have a serious professional setup uh, it's a great program audacity it's called uh, uh, when it's all over i have an mp3 clip which is just 30 seconds of dead air and i add it to the beginning of the recording now here's why i have another track which is uh the music we use, which I, I paid, I think, $10 US to uh, license its kick-ass music, and then I have it fade at the end. So instead of having to manually fade it every time I do a podcast, I just have it a sort of a pre-made MP3, and I add that as a second track in Audacity. So the 30 seconds in my talking track, oops, didn't mean to bump that, I have 30 seconds in my talking track, and then when I put the music before it, the music will play over that, and as the music starts to fade, that's when the 30 seconds of dead space is over and I start to talk. That's why the music tends, you know, that's why you're hearing the music and my voice at the same time. 
at the end, I don't bother with that. We finish talking and then there's the music starts and that's another MP3 file with the theme music fading in this time. Again, also pre-made. It just saves me some time and makes sure it's always, um, it's always, here's my stutter. Uh, it, it just always sounds the same. The fade happens at the same time and all that good stuff. Uh, obviously, I save this as a project inside Audacity. I'm paranoid. I save every few minutes because this thing, like this, like an hour of podcast, takes four to five hours to do. Legend took me six hours to edit. So even 20 minutes of lost work is a big deal. So I'm always saving this. I expect I export the entire thing as an MP3 with the proper metadata in it. And then I use a program called Stamp ID3 Tag Editor, um, which does exactly one thing. I mean, I'm sure it could do others. Uh, but what it does is it allows me to add an image embedded in the MP3, and that's just our logo. And then it's all ready to go. At some point, usually about a week later, I'll listen to the podcast. Uh, I don't listen to it after I finish editing it because I've been doing it for six hours and my brain is ready to bleed out my ears. I give it a week. Again, it's to clear the mental palate. Uh, I'll listen to it. If I find something horrifically wrong, I'll, you know, that night I'll jump in and fix it. Uh, I don't think that's actually happened yet. Other than when Jordan pointed out, I said Peacock instead of Scarlet or the other way around, but it's a chance for me to fix it. And then I upload it. I have, uh, I use JustCast for our podcast, uh, which I'll get into later, but it allows me to create podcast streams. And I have a private stream that only Ramey and Heather have access to. And that's the preview of the episode. Because they, my policy is they must listen to it in its entirety before it goes up. And they all, you know, they have, they know they have the option of saying, no, I don't want that out there. And it's, I mean, I'd like to know why, because maybe it's something I can fix. But let's say Ramey said, you know what, I, I just, I sounded really bad. Or Heather says, you know what, I'm just really bothered by my performance here. Um, please don't use it. Not a problem. So far, we've only done that once, and it was me who made the objection, and that was Top Gun. I put a bullet in it because I couldn't stand listening to myself talk. Uh, but they have to listen to it because I don't ever want them to say, I'm so embarrassed that that's on the air. Um, this is true of my guest hosts as well. If Tiffany had said, even after, you know, uh, this is the first one I edited, uh, even after watching the film and, and taking the time to record and all that editing, you're talking nine, ten hours worth of work. If she had said, I don't like this, then it would have gone, no problem. I want my hosts to be happy because it's not like we're doing this for money, right? This is about, this is a hobby, this is for fun. So I want them to feel comfortable. Um, yeah, so as I was saying, I use uh, a service called JustCast to host the podcast. I throw them like 60 bucks a year or whatever it is because they use Dropbox because otherwise you'd have to pay for hosting services, because obviously iTunes and all of them, excuse me, <clears throat> I, iTunes and all of them, see that's an example of something I'd edit out, but I'm not going to here. Anyway, iTunes and Google Play Music and you know whatever service, Stitcher, they don't host your podcast. They point to wherever your server is. And I didn't want to get, you know, I don't think this is going to be so popular. I'm going to be having a million downloads a week. I'm not I'm not insane. I know that's not going to happen. I think we currently have just under 200 listeners. Um, I need something that's going to, you know, handle the the uploading. I didn't want my computer to be constantly on and having its bandwidth hammered by people downloading. So I use my Dropbox server. I pay, you know, the 100 bucks for Dropbox. And their upload and download monthly limits are so high that I would need, like, 
you know, the entire state of California to start downloading my podcast weekly before it was a problem. Uh, though that'd be a nice problem to have, wouldn't it? Uh, so JustCast, what it, what it happens is it creates like a specific folder, and the minute you copy an MP3 into the folder, it it makes it available. It like immediately goes to their server, it registers as a new episode, and out it goes. So for the private server, I just it's it's not something you can search. Don't bother looking for it. It's a string of of you know, it's an alphanumeric string. Ramey has it, Heather has it, they subscribe to it on their phones. They listen to the preview episode. If they're good with it, you know, great. Mostly it's if I don't get an objection, um, because I'm still not sure Ramey's listening to them all the way through, because he's kind of a busy guy. Heather is even busier, but she always finds the time. So yay her. Um, yeah, so there we go. So publishing. On the appointed day, which initially was going to be Sunday, and then I got too excited and started doing it Saturday, and got too excited, and now it's Fridays. So whatever, Friday. Um... I copy the file into the appropriate Dropbox folder. It uploads in, you know, 10 seconds, 30 seconds, they're small files, and it's available. I then log on to JustCast, and I edit the episode so that I get the episode description. And the description you see in the podcast is always just that funny, silly description I give um, at the beginning. I just copy that in. Um, I'll have to explain where that comes from, by the way. Um, and then I mark it as explicit. It's not like there's porn in there, but explicit means I can say fuck and not worry about getting hung for it. Because if you don't have the explicit, that little E beside, and, you know, I say goddammit or shit or whatever, and some mom freaks out and contacts iTunes and says they're swearing and I wasn't warned, my little baby is ruined forever, um, you know, the, the, their innocent ears are gone, iTunes will, okay, in all seriousness, if someone does complain, iTunes will pull us. And they'll they'll make us you know reapply and say that it's explicit. So it's it is better to have it and not need it, the explicit, than to need it and not have it. So I mark them as explicit. But look, we're not sailors on leave. We're not fucking swearing every other goddamn motherfucking word. But if I feel like swearing, then I don't have to worry. Oh my god, is someone going to complain? It's right there. It's marked explicit. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, I guess I should explain where the funny openings come from. There's a very famous description from, I think, TV Guide about the Wizard of Oz. Obviously, some, you know, whoever writes the movie descriptions for TV Guide was a little punch drunk, and he wrote, A woman is transported to a magical land where she kills the first person she meets and then teams up with three other people to kill again. Which technically is right. The first, you know, the first person she kills is the Wicked Witch of the West, and she teams up with, you know, the Lion, the Tin Man, and the Scarecrow to kill the other Wicked Witch because she's got those cool ruby slippers. It's silly. So I do that for every movie, and that just becomes the description. Because let's be honest, this is an '80s movies podcast. You've either seen the movie or at least you're aware of it. I don't have to give you a detailed, actual description of what the movie's about. So instead of saying, you know, Commando is about a, you know, ex special forces soldier who is on a mission to rescue his daughter. I can say, you know, a man with anxiety issues murders everyone in his path on his way to, or no, was it? Uh, I don't even remember what it is now. Oh, that's embarrassing. Let's look it up. Something I won't edit out because that's the way we do things here. A single father works out his, his separation anxiety issues and goes looking for his daughter, killing everyone who offers to help reunite them. So, okay, I thought it was funny. Maybe it's not, but whatever. So that's the description. That's where I, that's where I put it. Uh, so what else? Uh, within about 30 minutes, it's available to download on any podcast app you'd want. Um, I use a wonderful little app uh, 
called Pocket Casts. It's made by Shifty Jelly, which I think is a bunch of Australians. Pocket Casts, it's like five bucks. It's a wonderful podcast app. And where it actually gets its podcast information is from the iTunes database. So if you search, you really what you're doing is you're using the iTunes database. Uh, a lot of podcast apps either use the iTunes database or the Google Music database, just because it's the biggest. Um, so you could use iTunes, you could use, you know, anything you want, but it takes about 30 minutes after I copy the file into the appropriate Dropbox. It takes about 30 minutes for everyone to get it. Um, if it takes longer, well, it takes longer. I know it takes about, I know when it comes to the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, when they post, hey, the episode is up, it's usually about 20 minutes before uh, Pocket Casts will get it. And in, in the case of me uploading, it's usually about 30 minutes before Pocket Casts, which, you know, it's, again, the podcast app I use, it's when it delivers it. So, yeah. Uh, then I hop on to our Facebook page. Uh, when you see typing on the Facebook page, it's me. Uh, Heather and Ramey can also add posts and whatnot, but they haven't. Uh, but it's almost always me. Well, it is always me when I'm talking about. Uh, again, something I should edit out, and I'm not. Um, I'll usually, you know, a couple days before the episode, I'll put in a few clever hints about what the movie may be. And then on the morning of, when I announce the new episode, I include the clever description, and that's it. Then I go, you know, into my Facebook page. I share that post from the We Came the 80s page. So does Heather. So does Ramey. Hopefully it goes from there and we get people to listen. And yeah, so there it is. That's sort of the making of. I'm not sure what else to say. So I guess I'll just leave it there. And at this point, I will finish uh, talking and we'll paste in the, you know, the outro music. Thanks for listening. <laughs>